0: Good morning. Happy Memorial Day weekend. We waited a long winter for this day, and uh, some of the transitions between winter and this day have been very strange because all transitions are unpredictable and can be difficult. I remember when uh, my youngest daughter uh, went off to college and the nest was empty. Of course, I wanted her to grow up and go to college and uh, do all the things that uh, adults do, but I didn't anticipate very well the feelings I would have after the nest was empty. And some of you know what I'm talking about. She left and the house was empty. I was sad, I was feeling lost. I had spent so much time, especially in the last few years, directing her, parenting her, getting her ready, Uh, to go off and in the right college and all the things that happened that I hadn't thought much about how I would feel when she left. And I had to control a really strong desire within me that I wanted to bribe her. I wanted uh, her to come home. And I thought of any way I could get her back. And I had to resist that because I hadn't anticipated the grief of losing my child, even though it was a good transition. And, you know, we have transitions in the church as well as in our families. And over the years, uh, we felt it when people we've loved have left or members have moved away. And And uh, we had similar feelings. Of course, it's more intense in your family. But we do have intense feelings about each other here when we have to part and say goodbye or things change. And transitions are always hard. And some are harder than others. And we see a glimpse today as we look at uh, the Corinthian church. Today, we're looking at the last chapter, chapter 16 in 1 Corinthians. And we see Paul has gone away. And he's written back to the Corinthians because they were having trouble making the transition. They wanted Paul back, but they couldn't have Paul back because God had sent him off on other mission journeys. And he said, I miss you and I want to come back and I love you. But I ask you to please accept the people I send to replace me, the people God has sent to you. Accept them and love them and treat them right and Be kind, understanding, accepting, and helpful because this is of God. Change is always happening in small ways or big ways, and there's always a little bit of uncertainty and difficulty in some of the changes because most of us like routine and control. We can complain about the boring days of routine when everything is the same, but we feel unsettled when changes occur because it's impossible to tell when you're making a transition what's going to happen next but how we handle transitions in our personal lives and even in the church um, is a great part of our unity and commitment and contentment as Christians and as people when I ask people that uh, how they are feeling when they're going through some transition they often say it feels like my life is falling apart and I don't know what's coming next And a transition is really moving from one point to another and is usually growing and moving forward. But sometimes uh, the loss and the feelings of loss are painful. When we begin to encounter transitions, when things begin to get shaky and unfamiliar, the first thing we need to do is stop and know God is with us. And wherever the change or the transition comes from, He is in control of it, and he will help us through. And he has taken us from one point to another, and he will use it for good because he is at work in all of our life circumstances if we belong to him. And if we stay doing the same thing over and over, uh, we're never going to grow. And he wants to take us to a new place. And so God wants us strategically positioned so that we will be able to access and learn new things and grow in him and dealing with transition in our homes and families is a challenge kids being born going away to college changing jobs graduating from college retiring perhaps a divorce or a death and changes in the church are unsettling as well we felt this uncertainty when we moved from the pc usa to eco and uh, many of you felt it more than others but it was unsettling what's coming next what does it mean that we're changing into another presbyterian denomination and now currently we're having staff changes and the loss and ted going away and also tom and we love ted and tom and so there's some pain associated with this even though this is God and has a better plan for both of them in another place. And we've been blessed to have them this long. And I know many of you are going through personal and difficult changes now. And it's sometimes hard to remember that it is God that has brought you to this point, And it is God that will see you through any changes. And that he is at work in each of us in all things uh, to bring us more into his divine purpose in our life and to develop our character to be more like Jesus Christ. And he is always, always in every situation because we get afraid. It's hard to trust. And he is increasing our trust. And that is number one, that we learn to trust him in any situation and in situations that we don't even understand. Just think back over your life And think of all the things you've been through and how faithful God was to use it for good. And it worked out well most of the time. And you were in a better place when it was over. But in the moment, it is very unsettling. And there are four simple reasons why it's so hard. It's unknown. We often get comfortable and we like comfort and convenience and predictability. It feels like control. And... If we try something new, we certainly want it to be under our control. And sometimes it isn't. Changes are not always what we want or or ever thought would happen. And and it challenges our control, and we have to trust more. And we would prefer to keep the relationships we love and the routines we love and the familiar patterns in life. And when things change, we can't easily discern uh, what the outcome will be. And number two, it's challenging. It stretches us. Change stretches us. Stretches us to trust God and that he is in control. And it stretches us out of our comfort zone. And some of us have a little more trouble with that than others. Uh, this morning, I walked into the office, and I couldn't find um, my mailbox. And I said, where's my mailbox? Well, it had been changed. Wow. Well, isn't that something big to get excited about, a change mailbox? But it was a change for me, and they were laughing away. They said, your mailbox is here. It's over here. But it was a change, and it was a challenge because something had changed without me knowing, and I had to do something in a different way. Number three, we're introduced in a change to really untested waters, and we prefer certainty to uncertainty. And four, change is unpopular. And it's not everyone has trouble with some changes. And the resistance of change is universal. And change often, and this is the danger, introduces animosity and tension. And this is where we have to be careful in our families and especially in the church. So how do we deal with transitions in a godly way? Paul gives us truth on how we handle the changes. He gave it to the Corinthians and he's giving it to us. Verses uh, 13 and 14 in chapter 16 reads, Be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be men of courage, be strong, do everything in love. The Greek word here for stand firm is a military uh, term referring to a soldier standing his ground in battle. And standing firm in the Lord means first we stop and pray. We seek God and we affirm our trust in him. And because we are in a battle. He used a military term because he was in a battle and we're all in a battle for our faith because we're in a spiritual battle, not only for our own souls, but for the souls of mankind and we're to stay on our mission and our purpose and our focus and the devil loves to get us confused and off of it he likes to trip us up and he's really good at it he's had a lot of experience so we keep in mind when we go through changes through uncertain changes and personal changes and church changes that, that can be sometimes confusing and painful, that we're to stay on our mission. Our mission is to trust Christ, to trust God, do his will, and proclaim it to the world in the ways that we can. But sometimes these changes are painful, and none of us, what rational purpose person likes change or pain. And I've said many times that I hope my children don't have to experience the difficult changes or hardships in their life that I have gone through. But in thinking about that, I have to correct myself. Uh, Maybe I don't want them to go through the same hurts that I did, but they have to go through their own hardships as God allows them. Because he does allow trials to come our way because he wants us to grow. He doesn't enjoy watching us struggle and suffer, but because he knows that that is the only way we're going to grow in our faith and become stronger, more productive Christians. And Paul says this takes courage, and he is right. And Changes can be perceived in in many different ways, especially in the church. And often that's what causes division in the church. And that's why Paul then says after that we are to remember why we're here. We're on a mission for Christ and we're to stand firm and we're to to guard uh, our faith and our mission. And he says we are to love each other. And, you know, changes causes divisions in a church. And Paul reminds us that we are to love each other and do things in love. And, of course, Jesus said it. They will know you are my disciples by your love. And so when these things happen, instead of uh, turning away and and misunderstanding each other, we have to share our worries, our struggles, our concerns with each other and pray together and begin to dialogue with each other and we will grow deeper in our friendships too and deeper in our faith and uh, because we're a family and we're all dependent on God and trying to follow his will and Paul says be on your guard stand firm be courageous do everything in love I think I've been in this church a long time and we're a very loving church and and this church has handled many, many changes very well, but and but we have to remember that God put us together. We didn't choose each other. He put us together, and we we're all a little different from each other. We think differently, and and we will never agree on everything, but that makes a rich church, and we will all make mistakes and not always understand each other, but we can let that all go because we have a Higher calling, and that's to do God's will and to love each other and work together, and a common goal to preach and reach out and make followers of Christ as best we can. And you know, God is really the glue that holds us together, He's the tie that binds us together in love. And anytime Christians begin to drift apart and misunderstand each other and break partnerships, it's often because we begin to drift away from the Lord first. And Paul said, make me happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one heart and one purpose. And I think working together with one heart and one purpose for Christ is the perfect definition of Christian partnership. And just think about it. That's when you really make deep friendships, when you're in a Bible study or you're in a group of some kind, or you take on a mission with someone, or go on a trip, that's when we begin to know each other and love each other in more and more deeply ways and, and support each other. And Paul said, let your gentleness be evident to all. And the Amplified Version translates this as unselfishness and considerateness, which speaks of looking out for the rights of others. We are one body. In other words, we need to be team players. There are many athletes. We know that great, gifted athletes in professional sports that play on teams. But we know some of them, and we all know who they are. They're not team players. They don't really care about the team and its success. They care about their personal stats and their personal success. And they are star players, not team players. And as we attempt to stand our ground in this spiritual battle, in this really mixed-up world, and follow Christ, we must understand there are no Rambos in this war. We're team players, and it takes team effort and lots of uh, dialogue and understanding and with love. You know, we could learn a lot from geese. Not everybody likes geese. They're, they can be messy, but we can learn something from them. R- winging their way to warmer climates, they cover thousands of miles before they reach their destination. Have you ever studied or read about how they fly and why they do it? It's really fascinating to read what has been discovered about their flight pattern as well as their habits in flight. Those in the front rotate their leadership. When one goose gets tired, it changes places with one in the wing. They fly in a V formation. And another flies point when one gets fatigued or tired. But flying as they do, they create an upward current for one another. And each flap of the wings literally creates uplift from the bird behind them. And So they help each other like this. And one author states, by flying in a V formation, the whole flock gets 71% greater flying range than than if each goose was flying on its own. And when one goose gets sick or wounded, two fall out with them on the ground to help it and protect it until it can fly again. And interestingly enough, the geese in the rear of the formation are the ones that do the honking. We've heard geese honk. And I suppose it's their way of announcing that they're following and everything is well in the rear. And, but for sure, the repeated honks encourage those in the front to stay at it, that it's working. And that's their way of encouraging each other. We didn't choose each other. God chose us and put us together for his purposes in this place at this time. And we have a mission. And we don't want to lose our purpose and all the changes that are happening in this country and around us. And even some that are happening in the church. It's going to keep happening. But think of the past. And if you have enough years behind you, you know that most of those transitions have been made well and that's why the church is here and we're still here and the country is here and that God will be with us whatever the future holds and whatever changes but our task is to be on guard stand firm in the faith be men and women of courage being strong and doing everything in love and are you up for it don't forget, honk, honk. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this church. We thank you for every person that's part of it. You put us here. You put us together. And we are a team for you and this place. Continue to speak to our hearts and guide us through the changes in the country and the world and even some in the church deepen our trust in you and our teamwork with each other to pray and to work toward a future that is bright and that continues however long we're on this earth to proclaim Jesus Christ and his salvation. And we thank you for that privilege. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.